0: We have, uh, now we've done all this, uh, pre work off air for your benefit, listener, which is, uh, we have spent a lot of time talking about casts, winners, uh, gameplay. Yeah. And, uh, production, CBS's yeah. side of things. And we've, we've, uh, we spent an entire day, one day, just hashing out all this stuff and ranking. Basically, using all of this to come up with a collective ranking of our seasons. Uh, and in the, So, one by one, we're going to reveal them to you. And uh, there will be a companion article that goes up on the website that you can go look at. Um, but this is uh, just mine and Al's uh, ranking of the Survivor seasons we're going to go in the boot order. We're going to vote the worst off first <laughs> and then we will have a soul, finally we have the power. A sole survivor season standing at the end. So, without further ado, finishing 37th, first one, first boot. I can't think of a it is kind of a perfect first boot because it would be a blindside. The this season would not even be aware it was getting voted off, probably not. The awareness on this season is an all-time low and that's season 21 Nicaragua. The reason Nicaragua finishes last is because it is a glorious collection of people who don't know how to play the game. After 21 seasons, that's almost impressive. Like, you would expect this... If this cast had been on season four, it would have been normal, I think. Yeah. Somewhat normal. You would add a few strategic people figuring things out. But this is 21 seasons in. And... There are maybe two or three people there who actually get how to play Survivor it is a remarkably bad display of strategy. At some point at one point Jeff Probst in a tribal council has to tell them what they should do. Which is, is unprecedented.
1: <laughs> Compound that with horrible weather. Um just not really a lot of likable people either on that season. Yeah. You've got two people just quit. Like halfway through it or so mm-hmm. um they don't also I CBS see-
0: has no real answer for that so those two people are on the jury yep and the, it's like the worst quit too the the quit when uh one, one person wins has been talking all day about quitting goes out wins a reward challenge decides they're gonna go on the reward and then come home and quit <laughs> it's like right. it's the it's a big asshole move yeah. right there and uh Nicaragua is a however Nicaragua is not the most boring season because you're almost in the same way a train wreck is not boring it is it is an atrocious season from like gameplay but it is uh, weirdly watchable at times just because it's this collection of idiots who are trying to work through this game and so you wind up yelling at your TV because you can't believe they're so bad at this
1: I mean, there's also, like, a slight emotional connection to the winner just because you're like, wow, they suffered through this. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) made it. Yeah. To the other end. Um, There are a couple of people that are, like, rootable, too, but they just seem to bungle it or they get voted out and, like, just can't really do much about it. This is also, they have possibly the most famous person from outside the game play this season. It's probably, for all accounts, a mistake.
0: I think this season is why people hate celebrity castings yeah. in general. Some celebrity castings have worked out great, but this one, it, it it turns out in the worst way, which is people care more about the celebrity and how they are seen in that person's eyes Yeah. too much at the beginning of the game, and the celebrity themselves not really there to win. They're there for the fun of it. It's...
1: This is still when survivor is part of the game is still really physical and there are some people who can't hack it physically mm-hmm. and um, they have lightened up over the years or not this isn't the episode one of Guatemala anymore, right. but it is definitely um, gotten less physical, but still it's in the you know those stages of the game is still, Um, you know, physical, and this celebrity just can't take it.
0: Yeah. Second season voted out is Gabon, season 17, which is a a little bit of a shame that it wound up being such a bad season because after 16 seasons, uh, Survivor went all HD and went to Gabon, which is a beautiful season. It's Earth's Last Eden. It's a... Okay, that's a... uh, (laughs) really I really hate Survivor's season slogans so much, but... Uh, Gabon is. It is a. You have some gorgeous vistas oh, yeah. in this season, and what a collection of ugly people to. Uh, and I don't mean like physically ugly. I mean like on their insides. This is one of the ugliest casts they've had.
1: <laughs> yeah, they. Um, even people that are likable have a arc of turning unlikable. <laughs> yes,
0: and honestly, you're like oh. My this two, guy, I love him. He's cool. And then you're like, God, he's just a jerk. My two favorite people from the season are the people who just come out as jerks and are just right. jerks the whole time. Yeah. It's Corinne and Randy. Yeah. And they're my two favorite players from the season. And so they just embrace it the whole time. It's, yeah, it's, everybody else is just unbearable that season.
1: It's it's not a complete dumpster fire because of its location. Survivor had to do challenges that you'll probably never see again.
0: Oh, the slingshots off the cliff were so fun. <laughs>
1: golf, where the golf ball is the size of a human. I mean, it's just it's just, it is, yeah, it's crazy. Um, And it's just, it's fun. Like, rolling stuff down huge plateaued hills, uh, it's just the challenges are fantastic. Yeah. The cast really doesn't live up to it. And it's it's another, also, a thing doesn't work in it. The, um, an exile. There's an exile component that yeah doesn't really work. The fans is, I mean, the the players is how, how much. Even as how much you really like, don't like them, they're smart enough to manipulate how, that that into being broken as quickly as they can.
0: It is instantly broken, and uh, it's actually the last season that they try the old-school Exile Island format. Yeah. They change it for Token Chains the next season, change it for the better, and then I think they may just bail on it after that. I don't think they've done Exile since, um, other than maybe for an episode here or there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gabon just it leaves you without hardly anyone to root for in the game, which is frustrating. Yeah, it is. Uh, next season voted out is Season 5, Thailand. Season 5, Thailand. Back to the beach. They go from Borneo into,
1: you know, like landlocked locations, and they decide to go back to the beach. It is beautiful. Thailand, the beaches in Thailand are beautiful. That's about where... You can kind of stop with the good things you say about Thailand. Despite
0: our rankings. Oh, yeah. I may just hate Thailand more than any other season. (sighs) Okay, Thailand has
1: one of the early strategic great winners.
0: I would say the best, the most dominant winner of, okay, maybe not my favorite, but the most dominant in how much they controlled the game and how much at a higher level they were playing than everyone else probably the most dominant player of the first uh, 12 13 seasons
1: that being said uh you know that it's really, that the winner's not really likable the rest of the cast is not really likable there's a real awkward you know like maybe these couple of contestants should just be like removed from the show moment oh yeah um, very
0: ugly Mid-season incident. Yeah. Um. There's a twist that goes very poorly. It actually man. winds up screwing over one of the very few likable people. Yeah. In the game. One of the contestants gets choked
1: in a, um, in a, uh, a challenge and you feel bad for the person who got choked and then three episodes later you're the one who wants to do the choking to that yeah. contestant. So you're like, oh, why did I ever feel bad about them getting choked? Um. The str- <laughs> it is there is one a couple of interesting moments that the the winner gets hammered drunk one time and you see them still trying to <laughs> strategize but drunk <laughs> oh it's great yeah I mean and let's just say like as much as we're raking these seasons over the coals, it's still like there are moments you know of, of good every there. season has some moments yes. yeah survivors I mean Thailands are probably. You know, less so than others, it gets bumped up a little bit, but maybe for
0: some of the gameplay. Yeah, Thailand is is one of the least suspenseful seasons because there's just no one in that season that you think could win, other than maybe one person. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and also you can't even root for them because you're pretty sure they're a sociopath. <laughs> it's the way they treat people is just like it's it's, it's something it's incredible. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to season eleven, our number thirty-four season. Guatemala. I have to tell you, Guatemala. Like, I I mean, I'm not. I don't feel bad that it's this low at thirty-four,
1: but you know, it is what it is. First time through, though, the first time I saw this and watching Survivor, it does have two of my heroes on it. So
0: there's that. This is the first time Survivor ever brought back a partial. Returnee season. Yes. That's, they, they brought back two people from the previous season who got a real bad run of luck in their yeah. previous season.
1: This may be also a season, though, where the production of Survivor does not help this at all. Oh,
0: man. Start off with episode one. Someone almost dies because of how they introduced the game. Tell us this bright idea that CBS had. Let's break
1: you up into tribes, uh-huh. and then you must... Run, run and or walk, I think ten to fifteen miles, through, carrying all your stuff. Carrying all your stuff in Guatemala, where I think the uh, humidity was nine thousand degrees.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it was very hot with a with a humidity of the ocean,
1: <laughs> but like, there is no ocean. Every scene in this. This
0: season is closed by the canopy of woods. I was about to say, well, surely after this long trek, they arrive to a beautiful beach, right? No. Where did they arrive? I
1: mean, there are some beautiful moments in it. There are some, like, ancient ruins in Guatemala that they camp near or on. And there are some aspects of culture that they get into that the survivor's gotten away from. And when you go back, it is kind of cool to see stuff like that. Yeah. but they are stuck in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> much like some other seasons. They have a pyramid. They have an old, yeah, an old py- pyramid where Judd can go up. It's enclosed. And cult on it. It's the weather is suffering.
0: It's suffering because of that. Um, it does seem like one of the large. It struck me as one of the largest camps that I've ever seen, and it just it, maybe that's just my perception. But because of the pyramid, giving some like I don't know, you could kind of like. You saw people like go up on it and sort of... Would to sit, breathe. To sit up there and yeah. talk and whatnot. And then yeah. you had those woods where... Just an expanse of woods. Yeah. Christian's dream. where so Think of the grid that he could yeah. create for all those woods in Guatemala. Yeah,
1: I will say the end game of it is... You know, I don't know about the greatest strategic, but it's definitely uh, don't know who's gonna win. Yeah, and there's definite because you have a returning player that's such a favorite. You're mm-hmm. there's almost a rooting for them, and will they do it, and how that doesn't, you know, does or doesn't work out, and mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So there's some intrigue to it. Also, a returning player. I mean, a, a, a semi-famous outside player. Wasn't there like an athlete?
0: Yeah, yeah, there was an athlete.
1: Yeah, um, that one person recognized and used to their advantage.
0: And also, at one point, you see one player just straight up turn into a howler monkey and start uh, screeching at someone else during a... during a. Yeah. Uh, it's He was basically just starving away and lost his mind as yeah. the season went on.
1: And speaking of losing minds, there are two people. One, I think, who lost his mind out there, and another who probably Judd, who may have not... There's some mental health, like, moments in this game. Yeah. And there's also some, like, you don't know if the person's... Judd really has some mental health issues, but other people are teasing him about it, and he gets a little... It's a little unnerving. You know, there's a a few moments like that.
0: It is the only season where a (laughs) contestant has described their occupation as, quote, fishmonger. And... (laughs) They're around for far too much of the season, if you ask me. Anyway, let's move on. let's move on. Uh, So this is one that I'm a little conflicted on because I wonder if... So I'm the only one who has seen this next season, and the next season on our list is season 32, Korong. And I worry worry that maybe I'm just the only one who doesn't connect to this season because uh, I know the Reddit community loves Korong, and it's just not there for me. I think it's an unlikable cast aside from a few people like uh, Aubrey who's coming back for the new season um, it's it's a brains versus brawn versus beauty season trying to recapture the magic of only four seasons earlier Kagayan. and Kurong is just uh, I don't know it's it's two villains kind of dominate the game for a while and I can see the argument that it's fun to root against them but, I don't After a know. while, it's just two villains. It's just two villains, and yeah. you're like, why am I even watching this? The gameplay's not bad. Everybody's out there to play hard. But it's, uh, the gameplay is also, nothing really sticks out. There's not a lot of big moments in the season. Maybe that's why some people like it. Because it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because the season isn't dominated by uh, certain people. Yeah, maybe that's why uh, it, it is well liked well, among people. You know, but...
1: Maybe it'll
0: do better in the revo on a rewatch. It's also one of the most uh, painful seasons to watch. There are three medevacs. Oof. those are never season. good. Some of them are. are one good. of which is genuinely scary.
1: Well, it
0: is probably the closest survivors come to um, it, along with uh, I think one in. Philippines yeah. was pretty scary too. Those I mean, are the, the two.
1: The one last season in like episode one I, I was almost brought to tears I felt so bad you mm-hmm. know and just you just it's they can be scary. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, anyway like I said I'm willing to be talked into liking Korong more so the next time we do the rankings yeah, down the road maybe it'll can, it could possibly move up. Uh, next season we're voting out is Fiji. Season 14. Fiji is when you think back to Fiji, you think, wow, there are some big moments in Fiji. In arguably the biggest, um, one of the biggest challenge-related moments in the show's history, there is, uh, back when Survivor used to give away a car oh, every yeah. every season. There is uh... Remember the good old days? Yeah. Just give away trucks. Yeah, it was fun. Um, there's also a, a really fun episode in Fiji where a... Uh, really smug trio is completely upended um, by someone figuring out to throw the vote in a different direction. This is sort of... It would be almost unrecognized. This is such an obvious move to to modern play players and mm-hmm. modern viewers. But after 13 seasons, I mean, people were still perfecting the art of alliances at that point. And so this was sort of the first season where someone thinks to zig when they're expected to zag and it makes for a great tribal council uh, blindside when Jeff is reading votes other than that there's just not a whole lot to like about Fiji except for Yao Man this is the intro of Ozzy right no oh, that's That's uh, Cook Cook Islands that's the next season or the previous season yeah, this is... Uh, the only... The real star of this season is uh, an elderly Asian man named Yao Man, who love affair. is just TV gold. Yeah. He he gets you through that season. Fiji is watchable because of Yao Man. And uh, he's really fun. He is the most lovable... One of the most lovable characters I think they've ever had. And... uh there are a few others that are that are fun to watch, but uh, it's a so-so cast and a bad concept. Uh, so there was a, a. Do you remember the concept for Fiji? The the sort of the, the hook for the season. Uh, refresh my memory. The haves versus the have-nots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the first episode, they get every they get all people in the game to work together to build a beautiful camp. Like you get like twenty people all working on one camp. After the first challenge, the winner of the challenge gets to go back to that camp, and the losers have to go build their own camp with fewer uh, this people. This is never a good idea. After days of exhaustion, yeah, from building that camp, and they even like they even did a reward where that like or they I don't guess it was reward, but they gave like cushions and all this all this nice stuff to the new camp, and so it was. Uh, they, they were trying to test whether uh, living in a life of luxury would help you in the game. And, shocker, the answer is yes. <laughs> There's a tribe dominance in that game. The tribe that gets to sleep well and eat well and rest well does pretty well at the game. Big stunner. Anyway, let's move on to our next vote-out season, which is uh, season third, uh, season 22, Redemption Island. Redemption Island. So, this was one of those seasons we were alluding to before,
1: earlier in the podcast, when Survivor is in, it's 22, it's in that run where they're bringing back players. They bring back, in this season, two players that are really known, really, really well-known. Probably two of the biggest personalities of Survivor ever. And they fly in like rock stars <laughs> on a helicopter and land on the beach in front of the rest of the tribe. And the star-studdedness... I don't think ever goes away. And I think the season suffers because of that.
0: Um, They are each the most instantly bigger than their tribes in different ways. But they become the, the how each tribe handles its game revolves completely around them.
1: And uh, it's one of those things where the concept sort of, or at least this part of the concept sort of takes over from that. Um, The Redemption Island. Uh, Do you want to talk about the Redemption Island facet of it? It
0: doesn't really work. It just basically tortures one person. (laughs) (laughs) So Redemption Island is, uh, if you haven't seen any of the the three seasons where they had Redemption Island, I think, then uh, Redemption Island works like this. Uh, You're voted off. You go to Redemption Island. You wait three days for someone else to get voted off. They come to Redemption and the next morning uh, you have a like a duel yep. in a uh, arena and the loser of the duel goes home. That in itself is not a horrible idea. What doesn't work is that you don't get the the dra- the drama of the vote off at Tribal council being the end for some right? Way. And so it sucks a little air out of it, which is I think would Im- I would imagine that's a concern for the new season, too, yeah. which is just that that you know losing a contestant at the beginning of an episode, instead of at the end, is when you have to say goodbye to someone, and it just sort it sucks the air out of, of the season a little bit. They send uh, they send somebody there, to, and and that person just uh, does pretty well at the arena duels, and so it's mostly half the season is just about the trials of that person trying to enter. Yeah, uh, yeah the that's season. the other
1: thing is if you go to Redemption Island and you work yourself back into the game. Well, guess what? Now that you're back into the game, the people that voted you off can't trust you anymore. So, what are they going to do? Send you right back to Redemption it's, Island, and that's what happens.
0: I think there might have been a way to make Redemption Island work. I don't think they figured it out in the first season at all, yeah. and I don't know that they ever quite figured it out. Yeah, maybe maybe Extinction Island is the is the solution. It could be. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah. Well, because of that, and because of the two returnees, I think. The winner in this season was almost like a fate accompli, and like that's the way it sort of pans out and the season sort of suffered because of that.
0: I will say it this is the only season I'm pretty sure which was completely devised based on a shouting match during a uh, reunion show from like yeah. <laughs> two seasons earlier so that's fun um, and I will tell you of all the 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 bad things I have to say about
1: about um. Redemption. That is, I have probably not laughed harder at any moment of Survivor than uh, several of the moments I laughed at in this one. I I'm, mean, just pee in my pants laughing at how funny uh, like uh, some moments were.
0: Yeah, in this I think episode, you know. This season, I think Philip Shepherd the is, is like oh striking God. gold for. For television. For at least just this one season. It is just the most... It is... It is... I I can't even put into words, like, how... It's just unbelievable. I mean, you just gotta watch it. You would not... You would not believe that this question, the question of, is this guy for real? If that would be enough of a mystery to sustain yourself for, like, 39 days or whatever, or ever how long he's in the game. And production, to their credit, just went with it. I mean, just they leaned into it yeah. hard, yeah. But like, so it's the reunion show, and they're still trying to answer: Is this guy real? <laughs> Who? What's happening? Yeah, he is. I would say number one on the ranking of like n- nuttiest players in a fun way. Oh God, yeah, he is just bonkers, absolute greatness. And but
1: I, for a, for. You think For the Philip Shepherds, there are some tourists on this season. Oh yeah,
0: and they sort of drag it down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: the 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 thing that helps with Philip being bonkers is that you're you're you have the suspicion that he knows he's bonkers, and he's having fun with it. Do we? <laughs> it's the only way I can feel good about watching the season. Okay, <laughs> all right. So why don't <clears throat> This is a, a convenient ordering. So after. One spot ahead of Redemption Island is its immediate sequel, South Pacific, season 23. So, uh, why did South Pacific get voted out next? Uh, you know,
1: I think South Pacific suffered from the same symptoms.
0: Redemption um, Island.
1: Redemption Island. It brought back two rock star former players that... Entered almost the same way, and people had maybe is not as much of a
0: reaction, but definitely yeah. a reaction. They were names, but they were also. It's like if you got, uh, it, you know, if bringing back two people the first time they did it in Redemption Island, it was like, Man, we're getting Simon and Garfunkel back together. Is you're like, Oh, awesome, yeah. This season's more like, We've got Hall and Oates, and you're just like. Okay, it's, I'll watch it, sure. But actually, I think the season winds up being a little better thanks to uh, yet another complete diamond in the rough, and his name is John Cochran. <laughs> he makes the pre-merge so bearable. This he season. is uh, probably the first time we've ever seen someone like
1: him, and we're 23 seasons into Survivor. The self-deprecating, um, you know, kid who gets his, the sand kicked in his face on the beach. I mm-hmm. mean, he is skin and bones yep. and pasty white and doesn't want to take his shirt off and just, you know, he is that. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, is he a great, you know, He's.
0: A narrator of his game. Yes. Yeah. Um season doesn't really I don't think the tribe versus tribe aspect plays out in an interesting way at all in this season I think there's the I think Cochrane makes the early part of the season a little more bearable and then I do think the season has some moments late in the game with trying with an alliance trying to maneuver itself uh, and hold together because there's it's a it's a creaky alliance And it's
1: a creaky premise to hold it on.
0: Yeah. And they get sort of raked over the coals for
1: why they hold it on. Yeah. Um, The Redemption Redemption Island kind of doesn't work because one
0: player wants to go to Redemption Island because (laughs) they don't
1: want to really play Survivor.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have someone who hates socializing with people but is great at all other things, Survivor, then Redemption Island is almost a dream. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and... Boy, do they tell everybody else about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the winners, people will argue the winner is not the greatest. It's an, maybe another season of the winner kind of uh, is, you know, the last one that's, like, gasping for breath, you know, while the whole thing's sinking sort of thing. I
0: like the winner this season only because they, they really, it feels like they're, they come on strong towards the end. And you can kind of see, you kind of start getting the feeling like, Four episodes left it's like wow that person's playing really really well and they're doing a lot to kind of hold their game together well there's something to be said
1: for you play the cards the hand that you're dealt and this winner played the hand dealt and sometimes the hand dealt is I have to suffer through what everyone else is doing out here
0: I mean, that person probably looks at their tribe at the beginning of the game, and as far as the hand analogy, they're looking at a 2 7 offsuit. And they're just like, I got to try to make it work. Yeah. And they do. And it's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, but also, it
1: does have, not maybe in the lines of Philip Shepard, but this is the return of Coach. And there are um, some Survivor has, uh, just as far as a production. They are firing on all cylinders with Coach and everything he brings to the table. It is glorious to watch yeah. for a little while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, season 19 is next. That's uh, number 29 in our ranking. Season 19, Samoa, which is probably the hardest season to evaluate wow. because. Samoa introduced us to probably the biggest Uh, force of nature in Survivor history, Russell Hance. Yeah. He revolutionized the way the game is played. He, uh, at least in one fundamental way... Oh, wholeheartedly. I mean, idol clues became unnecessary after this season. Yeah. When you see people on the new season run out in the jungle looking for idols, they are doing it because Russell Hance taught them to do that. Because prior to season 19 people would get sent to uh exile island where they would receive a clue yep and it would tell them go look under this tree back at camp or whatever well russell having seen the show decided i will bypass the clues and just go look under trees and bridges i'm not
1: gonna wait for what the game's gonna give me mm -hmm. i'm gonna
0: take it yes he also uh this season is i would say controversial among fans there are some people who feel that the right person won this season. Some people feel like the, the wrong person wins this season. The ending is controversial. It's unsatisfying to many. I think it was an important vote in the right direction for the future of the show. Um, but, and I'll leave it at that. But, um, boy, it's a uh, there just aren't many people to talk about from Samoa at all. Other than other than Russell Hands,
1: yeah, I mean it's uh,
0: it's I the mean, Russell Show,
1: right? It's it's definite Survivor lore and watch. You know, like if you're gonna be a completionist and watch Survivor, this is on the list, the short list of ones you got to see. You yeah. know, just for the you know, like you said, it's the game is revolutionized. Like here we are, and you know, season 19. You didn't think something else could change, and here
0: come along comes. Russell and changes it up ultimately though, the season does wind up being frustrating because everyone else just sort of allows Russell to be this force of nature right because there are other seasons where people try that and they get snuffed out pretty quickly yeah and that's what these people should have done but they were they were and Russell to Russell deserves some of that credit because he was able to keep people focused on other things throughout the season but yeah a lot of just a, a lot of duds in the cast
1: yeah and then and you know that probably is why it's where it is you know, and winner can only take you so far, right you know, and one person's gameplay to the detriment of all else and them not stopping it
0: I mean he was down eight to four in numbers at points you know, and mm-hmm. like yeah just work it's a it is one of the most important survivor seasons, but of the most important survivor seasons, I think it's a it's one of the it's a real slog to sit through, yeah so. It's a feels about right for it, not among the absolute worst, but uh, somewhere in the twenties sounds about right. Well, it's voted off. It's voted off. It's gone now. Next one voted off is uh, sadly a little season that I always was sort of weirdly fond of. I never could quite explain why I was fond of the yeah. season, but season nine Vanuatu. It feels like the weirdest season of Survivor to me, in just that like it just feels. It's like it's the season where I feel like most fans would just be like, "Oh yeah." that was a season (laughs) yeah it uh so it starts out they break
1: this is a new thing they had done this a couple of seasons back but they they split the tribe into men and women and you could on the one hand think oh the men are going to nominate but you or or on the other hand you could think oh the women are going to be way more clever well it's kind of the second you know um it's not that the men are like bumbling idiots but um you know it just things happen um it has a unique
0: run up to the end as far yes. as how the winner wins um and so, i think it's great yes and uh, it's a great example uh, it is one of my favorite examples of a dominant alliance just completely disintegrating <laughs> almost overnight it's a, it's an amazing it's a it's a season, it's almost the season where I'm not going to absolutely spoil the season, but the spoiling it slightly almost helps this helps you enjoy this season because it gives it tells you what to watch for, yeah. which is just uh, an obvious underdog working their way through the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, also, one of my favorite final tribals, too. Also, we have to talk
1: about not only the final tribal but the manipulation of events leading into the final tribal and the conversation amongst the contestants before, well, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to focus on? Well, I'm just going to be myself and, you know, just talk about my game. It's like, now you really know why people strategize or want to be by themselves or kind of don't really give away
0: what they're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is a normally... When I rewatch seasons, there are things I skip through. And one of my favorite things is in the final episode of a season, skipping through everything after the last immunity, or after the last uh, regular Tribal Council, because Day 39 is the most boring thing in every season of Survivor, yeah. where they all sit around, drink mimosas, and eat fruit, and just talk about how wonderful life is to be here. Like no matter No matter how much they've been at each other's throats the whole game, every season, it's just like, I'm so glad I'm sitting here with you. At the end, like yeah, it's bullshit. Anyway, uh, this season though, absolutely watch day thirty nine. It is the the best use of a day thirty nine in Survivor history.
1: Yeah, it is possibly. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, and it's also fun because it's a throwback season where they do a lot of like the culture, you know, aspects of it and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the weather doesn't affect the season as much as. Natural disasters? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, all right, next season we're voting out, it's season four, Marquesas. Which, uh, again, I feel like there. a lot of these seasons we're grouping together have a similar trend, which is uh, well, the highlights of some of these seasons are singular players that are just right. so much fun to watch. Or
1: singular parts of the game, like the, the pre-merge or the final day mm-hmm. or the merge episode.
0: You know. Marquesas, there's a chance I'm underrating Marquesas, we underrated Marquesas a little bit, because, I mean, it is another one of the greatest cast discoveries ever is Boston Rob. Well, I thought you were going to say Peter Harkey. Oh, no, <laughs> not so much. Uh, Boston Rob. The, uh, the, I think in this season he's like 24 or something. Yeah. Oh my God! He this is his. So Boston Robb plays four seasons of Survivor. Yeah. They're each kind of interesting for their own, uh, in their own different way.
1: I mean, he's himself, but he takes a different tact for each
0: one. Yes, um, you know, one season is very unique. He's pretty much the only person to ever have a certain experience in his in one of his seasons. Uh, his his second season, his third season. He's trying to play a more uh, careful, collected, controlling game, and it just falls apart on him. And then his fourth season, he just decides, whatever, I'm just going to call shots from here on yeah. out. This is his first season. He This season, pretty much the only thing to Boston Rob this season is, eh, he's not really. he doesn't really have gameplay. He's just a talking head that's one of my favorites in he's Survivor history. He's experiencing
1: it all for the first time, and all these people for the first time. But he's a great narrator of, of what's going on.
0: And when his reaction, his reaction to his tribe mates going out and doing yoga and in, in the water, and he's like a 24 year old uh, construction worker from Boston, it's just outstanding. It's it so fun. Um, yeah. But there are other people to like from this season. I like Sean, the school teacher from Harlem. I like Nalia. Yeah, the uh, the just. Almost, it's like yeah. You wonder. It's like, is she really just this this much of a little sweetheart? Um, Pascal, the judge from Georgia. Oh, Pascal's great. Uh, Vesepia, I think, is a is a is a sneaky good player. She she uh, is someone who's an early example of someone kind of malleable to the people around her. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, Kathy? this is still probably you know it's season
1: four. Survivor really hasn't establish what it is, mm-hmm. totally. They're trying new things. There are a couple of mechanics in the game that screw people. Mm-hmm. They don't work. Um, you know,
0: people are still trying to figure out how alliances work, and how to vote. Um, and, and there's one other thing that's bad about Marquesas, and that is uh, the production kind of lets the food situation get away from them, and yeah. the by the final four, final five, people are you're really worried that they're starving and as a result like there's some there are some moments of racial tension that i don't think would have occurred if people on both sides of that tension were not starving to death
1: what they found out is people are not really losing body energy or body power they're losing brain energy Mm -hmm. and fuses get short
0: thinking gets cloudy It's also a season where people are just walking. When they're walking around camp, they're wobbling at the end. So it's uh, it's tough to watch. But Survivor's still in its infancy trying to feel it out. Well, uh, the next season we're voting out is uh, season 24, One World. Well, I think the
1: reason why One World falls right here is it's probably high because it has a great winner, but a great winner can't be everything. Right. Um where it suffers is it, it's in that 20 stretch where they're bringing back returning players, but this one is they decided nope, we're going to do all new players. But here's the new twist they show they throw at you, they're all going to live on the same beach within about a rock's throw from each other. It doesn't really add anything mm-hmm. and it only really detracts from The chances of see, there are a few moments it adds Mm -hmm. where they, you know, infiltrate each other's camps and things, but it really only detracts away from some of the gameplay that could be had. Yeah. Um, And I think that really doesn't work. They break up the tribes into men and women. That's not really all that big of a deal. Um, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Um, There are some good characters. Um, There's some likable people. You know, they go out in orders like you probably don't really want. But there is... Oof, there is an unlikable person on this season.
0: All time. Like, this this is a villain that crosses over into the I don't like watching this show with him on it. And it's like the weird
1: arc of, like, you feel bad for this person, but two episodes later, you they get into power and you're like oh my gosh now i know why they murder kings (laughs) let's just put it this way this person's mother came on
0: the the reunion show to apologize to america yeah to america to let america know it's not her fault she didn't raise him that way that is another unprecedented survivor moment (laughs) Um, so I mean it's painful TV, but I, like boy, it's it is.
1: I mean it's entertaining
0: I moments do think, to watch, and I do think it's it's a it's a good season to watch just for the game the winner plays.
1: Yeah, it kind of suffers from you sort of, you know, we got this a couple of seasons ago where one player, a couple of players you know, maybe in like uh, ghost Island and it's like, you're not doing anything about it. And you're, you kind of want to see, say that you see where they could do something about it to put a stop to it. But can they, can they really, or is it just that the winner is so good that
0: they have, you know, driven, you know, where information goes and flows. Yeah. This is like, it's a, uh, this, This winner does an exceptional job at making sure people don't know they need to do anything about it. Right. Because it's like like an arsonist who can somehow let the people in the house think that the house isn't even on fire. Even while smoke surrounds them. It's the arsonist who can just be like, it's fine. We don't need to call the fire department. It's like... You're going to be fine. Yeah. I think
1: of it as like a person who connects like... It's just like someone saying, oh, I should call somebody. And they're like, yeah, well, why don't you just call me and I'll
0: patch you through. But they never patch them through. Right. You know, they're just like, the information stops with me. Well, the next season we are going to is uh, back to the early days. Season three, Africa. Going to come in 25th in our rankings. So Africa has two things working both. One works for it, one works against it. I think Africa has an all-time great cast. Uh, Me too. This is where I fell in love with Survivor. Lex, Big Tom, Ethan, The Two Kims, T-Bird, Clarence, uh, Frank. Yes. the A classic weirdo. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm missing somebody. Lindsay. Lindsay was good in that season. Um, a lot of people I really like from from Africa. It's also... The, the thing that works against it is Africa. They picked one of the
1: probably top two or three worst spots to ever set up camp and production
0: in the history of sur- American America. It probably Survivor. sounded great when they were talking about it. Like yeah. you know, this is back when Survivor's like, okay, we did the we did the island thing. Right. We did Australia. Let's go to Africa. Let's do a safari. Let's, Let's see elephants and lions and things. And it is cool to see those things, but when you realize what they have to do to keep the players safe, which is put them in an enclosed camp where it's surrounded by like a stick fence. Yeah because these players were in danger um lions they could hear lions roaring outside their camp growling on a routine basis
1: i think at one point they get into a truck to go visit a village and they go down a dusty road and after mile 10 they pass the first
0: tree yeah it is desolate it's not a fun season to watch challenges It's not a fun season to watch. I mean, it's just a very aesthetically unpleasing season from pretty much all aspects. It's watchable thanks to the great cast.
1: Who, unfortunately, though, suffer through where they are and each other. And by the time you get to the end of it, I think they're all ready to not be around each other
0: Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, Yeah, it's another hunger, hunger season, too. Yeah. So. This was
1: where I fell in love with Survivor, though, with these people, like the the characters, and that's how we'll tell you how big, like these, like and great these characters are, you know, Big Tom and T Bird and and Kim, and they even. It's kind of sad to see them like
0: sort of turn on
1: each other. You know?
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Next season we're voting out is season thirty Worlds Apart. You have not seen this season, I have right? Not. Okay. This was the this was uh, a unique season in terms of theme. This was. White collar versus blue collar versus no collar. Okay, on the surface, I don't feel like that's going to work. But you tell me. I don't hate it. It's it is it is an interesting concept they had not tried before of just like, well, I wonder how... Because they had tried like, I wonder how race uh, affects the season. I wonder how gender... I wonder how they had recently done um, key traits of people like brawn versus brains right, right, versus right. beauty. So... This was, uh, I wonder how your socioeconomic background affects your play. And the teams kind of embraced it, except for white-collar. White-collar was basically just like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like being known as the white-collar person. Sure. Um, But the no-collar, the sort of free spirit tribe, they seemed to embrace it. Uh, The blue-collars definitely did. It's a... It's a... I will compare it to Nicaragua only in the sense that it is the watchability of this season exceeds the gameplay of the season. Um, gameplay is not always strong. But there's just something about the cast of characters that's, that's, even though you don't really like a lot of them, there's just something watchable about them. Um, the season does sort of draw... It's... It's an interesting end game because a line is basically drawn in the sand against one person who happens to be a challenge beast, and they do wind up like at least making the challenges really interesting down the uh, down the stretch. and in fact, the challenges become more interesting than the tribal councils and it's one of the few seasons oh, okay. where I would say that's the case. The challenges are your edge of your seat, seeing what will happen because everybody in the game basically makes it about like, We got to get this person out, yeah. And so when they make the game about that, then that becomes the game,
1: yeah. Um,
0: It's a it's an all right season. It's uh, which is probably why it's here on our list, you know. Yeah, close to the halfway point, sure. Um, It's it's a little there. I will say there are there are a few moments in the season it would probably be described as maybe the most misogynistic season of Survivor outside of maybe a few early seasons when people just didn't know any better than the, you know. Um, It's, there are definitely some conversations and some moments that are uncomfortable to watch at times, but, uh, particularly one incident, but um, it's... uh, that docks it a little bit, but all in all, I think Worlds Apart's an uh, it's an interesting season, and it's a rather unique season. Also, well, speaking of unique, we can go to the next one. What season eight Survivor All Stars coming
1: in at what twenty three on 23. our Twenty three, and you may ask, why twenty three? It's All Stars, right, Brent?
0: Why twenty three? 23 may be too high. It lasted way too long in this game. I'm already thinking, it's like sometimes you don't realize, so you're actually sitting there talking about it, and I was just like, I like so many of these seasons we've already talked about more than I like All-Stars. I can't believe All-Stars is ranked ahead of Africa. Well you as a listener might be thinking why is it only 23 when it's all stars right. I mean
1: season 8 you've got the greatest competitors from the first 7 seasons back what went wrong
0: and especially those first 7 seasons when when like the big names of survivor were so much bigger than they are now right
1: I mean Richard Hatch was the
0: you know he was a a celebrity outside of the game every single know? person on that cast you look you could look at and be like yes they shape to this game yeah
1: well the problem was was all those people were drinking their
0: own Kool-Aid and boy did their egos get involved (laughs) so so they were a little more willing on their second try to play um less of a with less of a focus on on I'm here for the experience and the honor and the, the integrity at least they these people all showed up with at least a willingness to to play the game strategically yeah To an extent. Well, that being said, some of the strategic people get voted off quickly.
1: Mm -hmm. And that... It it does leave some other, you know, I shouldn't say non-strategic people, but maybe it would have been better if some of the people that got went out early, you know, stuck around, you know, but that wasn't the case.
0: It's got one of Survivor's all-time worst moments. Um not handled well either, and not handled well by Probst, by CBS, by the tribe mates. Yeah, um, it's just like, well, let's just stop talking about it, sweep it under the rug. It's re- it's real bad. It's it's one of those when I said earlier seasons being like people having sort of misogynistic moments. This might be an all-timer. All stars is all stars and Marquesas are the two I'm thinking of, which yeah. are which are indeed worse than what happens on Worlds Apart, but at the same time, Worlds Apart happened six, seven years later when yeah. there should have been better awareness. But All-Stars, yeah, it's,
1: I mean, it's completionist TV for people who are going to want to watch
0: the full, you know, gamut of Survivor, you know. And uh, if you enjoy the first seven seasons, it's fun to see the first time they get a bunch of All-Stars together. Sure. and And, that, and them that's, relate to each other. And them, like,
1: you know... You're seeing Lex play with Jerry, with Big Tom, with Rob,
0: with Rob Sesternino. Like I mean it it is a who's who. And I will say that for all the shallow showmances in the show's history, which are just people trying to manipulate each other and just using each other in the game, it starts off as that here, but it also blossoms into yeah, who saw that coming? A legitimate love story. And, yeah, love it or hate it, it yeah. was a love story. Honestly, it's a more believable love than any season of The Bachelor. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I say that as having seen, like, two seasons of The Bachelor, oh, I no. think. yeah, Two so. seasons ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 22. Number 22, season 35, hitting the recent uh Should we just ranks. call it? h Triple H. H-h-h Triple H is a far less embarrassing name for this season than heroes versus healers versus hustlers. I think an all-time worst theme. There's a mouthful. If you can get to hustlers and say it correctly. Who wait, greenlit this? First off, the concept's oh, no. bad. Because it's like, oh, these people heal. And I'm like, that's heroic. <laughs> why aren't they heroes? Why are we separating? Why are we telling people who work as healers, why are we telling a doctor... That you're no hero. But you know who is a hero? A rich lady. <laughs> a well, rich lady who took some time off to, to to come play Survivor. Hero. I I I don't know. It's a it's it's a baffling setup and a baffling theme. But what we said is contestants in gameplay can rise above it. So is it here because they didn't? You it's know? it's here because it kinda did. Uh, it is a frustr. It's another frustrating season where you're just screaming at Bing Bongs to like, why are you not doing this? It right. is obvious at this point in the game that why are you not preventing certain forces of nature players to uh, you know forcing them, keeping reins on them. Yeah, and as a result, as re- the other side of that coin is that. This has some of the most fun tribal councils oh, hey, man. in show history.
1: If you are a fan of drama at the tribal councils, this is the one for you.
0: It's an all timer. Yeah, it, that is its great. That is HHH's greatest offering to yeah. Survivor is uh, the wild finish to that season. Yeah, um, It's just the last six seven episodes. It you could literally just fast forward until tribal council every episode. And be wildly entertained yeah and
1: you know we've gotten to a point what is this season 35 right mm-hmm. where Survivor is like willing to try stuff new with like their advantages how they hide them and not all of them worked mm-hmm. and some of them worked on this season like hiding it in a reward food you know and you know, splitting them up. Like, they're trying new things. Yeah. So I'll give them bonus points for that. Not all of them panned out, but they are trying new stuff.
0: Next one we're voting off is season 36, Ghost Island, which it's was the immediate the immediate follow-up to Triple H. It, it's tough to rank Triple H versus Ghost Island, honestly, because it's, I like certain aspects of one, I like certain aspects of the other. It feels about right to have them next to each other.
1: If I were to tell rankings. you... That the premise of this is... The name of this is called Ghost Island. Could you tell me what the premise is without knowing it? I would have guessed that... (laughs) No, I have no idea. Okay, well here's the premise. Survivor is going to toot its own horn of seasons in the past where people have misplayed advantages and they wind up on Ghost Island. So the ghosts of mistakes of the past are there to not only taunt the players and say that oh you're going to possibly relive this by making bad decisions or you're going to make good decisions or those actual advantages are back in the game which had its highs and lows
0: i think the season should have alternately been called survivor let's kick eric reichenbach one last time (laughs) because that poor guy has been dragged through it for years him and, uh, James, James. James Clement. Yeah. It's like, hey, these guys seem to be doing just fine in their life. Why don't we give them a good swift kick to the nuts just just for old time's sake? I mean, bonus points for the effing stick coming back. Bonus points. <laughs> I mean, come on. It was, it was sort of like a Survivor Greatest Hits concert with, uh, inviting people to come out and, pl- sort of like a, you know, like a tribute concert where, uh new bands will come out and play the hits of old bands or whatever. Right. That's what this was. It was like, we brought back the songs you love. We've brought back the effing stick. We brought back James's idols from yeah. China. And here we're, we're letting new people play with them. Let's see what you can do. And it's a, it's a, I think it's an underrated season to an extent. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a lot to like about the season. It's fairly entertaining throughout. Um, it is a little frustrating that two players are able to run the game as, as...
1: But it's also, on the other hand, the way that two players run the game to, throughout is, is fascinating to watch.
0: And it actually, the most interesting thing and the most unique thing about the season is the way that those two players have to both rely on the other one while also knowing that they are their own, It is that they're the biggest threat. It is so much fun to watch them wake up, roll over, and say,
1: "I guess today's the day I'm gonna have to kill you," and the other person jokingly say, "Yeah, today's yes. the day I'm have to let you go," and they just never do it. And they can't find a way to do it. Yeah, it does have some moments too where the Survivor is like decided to tweak the advantages a little bit in like offering players chances to like increase their power or lose them, which I think was a kind of a cool yeah. little twist. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's some, you know, there are some good players on it, and we're getting towards the place where, like, almost the, a whole cast is, like, capable and raring to go, you know? Um, some of the people that are voted out at, like, merge time or even pre-merge are, I would say, capable of going to the end game.
0: you know? I do think there's one frustrating player this season, one really frustrating player for me, and it's Angela, who is the most frustratingly loyal player I've ever seen to a tribe, to the point where she really enables one player to get further in the game by just coming and reporting everything that happens, all discussions to him. so... It can be frustrating when... Wow, that's not a hot take. Most, It's usually Laurel that gets thrown under the bus. <laughs> Laurel does get thrown under the bus, but at the same time, I never... I remember thinking Laurel needs to do something about the top two in this season, but I also remember watching each episode from that viewpoint and thinking, like, I don't know that this is the right time for Laurel to make the I move. Think her time was so far past that it was in
1: so distant in the rear view there was no going back.
0: I mean, it, it, is, it is kind of crazy that, like, your window to win this game was with ten or eleven people left.
1: It's happened before, one world. Yeah, I mean, the person who could stop the winner's play was at ten, mm-hmm. and they didn't make it. Yeah, sometimes your play is at ten. And sometimes you... it, if it's at five. You know,
0: like it, it is. It's hard to recognize that in the moment. Yeah, and it's really hard because a lot of people make the move at ten, and it's not the right time. And it, it backfires. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Number twenty in our rankings. Next one we voting now. This could be a controversial pick. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot, of... <laughs> a lot of heat for this. this one. That's okay. No one's listening to this yeah, one. That's true. Uh Season ten, Palau is uh, just barely made our top twenty. I know it's a it's a beloved season. I think it is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I think it's beloved because of the winner and a few of the other contestants.
0: I think it's beloved because of two people: yeah. the winner and the uh, it's hard not to fall in love with Stephanie Lagresa this season. Yeah.
1: And I just, both their her. stories are magnificent uh, from a TV standpoint. And I can see why, I mean, when I first watched this, you know, in my first run of love and, Sur- you know, going through and watching Survivor, like I was like, Oh, this is just fantastic and great, you know? And, uh, but it's I,
0: probably in my mind about where it should, you know. I, and I don't think I'm really spoiling too much by, you know, kind of pointing out that Stephanie doesn't win. Because it's in the in that era of Survivor um, Vanuatu aside, you, uh, it's still the era of, of just wiping out tribes when you can. And if you want to see a tribe get wiped out, this is the season for you. And boy, sign up for Season 10 Palau. It is uh, the only one person tribe in survivor history. Yeah. Um, due to uh, circumstances of, of losing. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember Palau being an interesting season. I just don't remember being impressed with anybody specifically, other than a couple people. Yeah. And so, it's not, mean, not a bad season. Nothing at this point beyond is a bad season, but it's. The uh, challenges are great, mm-hmm. they're just not all that competitive. Palau does feature the longest challenge in Survivor history. The only the only challenge that went longer than uh, Christian versus uh, Alec in David versus Goliath. Oh, Does stump the, stand. The final yeah. The final challenge in Palau is the longest in history. So that's kind of neat.
1: Anyway, uh, it does have probably you know in some people's minds one of the all time great winners. Yes. And... This may be, you know, when we were doing our rankings where, you know, some people put bump it up because they value like a winner, you know, so incredibly high where I think we're, you know, this may be the season that typifies like what we were coming from. Like it can still, it can be a great season and it doesn't have to have,
0: well, it could have, the winner doesn't have as big of a swing on that. I think the winner of this season is very likable, but also at the same time, I don't think they have enough obstacles to overcome in the game for them. I think they are the the star of the show from the beginning. Yeah, they're the rock star, the adored rock star of the show, and I think that they never really have to do too much in the game yeah. to win. And that's sort of my only issue with the the winner season in Palau, but um, it's a solid season. Uh, next up, season twelve. Uh, I don't care if I'm overrating this season a little bit. Panama is just so much fun. It is, uh, it is one of the first seasons that I truly value because of how funny it is.
1: Oh man, it is. There are some all-time moments.
0: On camp that. life is. It's one of my all-time favorite camp life, uh, which is really seasons. weird because the camp
1: is miserable. They live in a, basically a pond.
0: Yeah, like it rains
1: and there's three feet of water in their camp. You step out of the shelter and you're in water.
0: Uh, I, I don't think it's sh- I, I don't think it should be um, left out either. That Sari is another Hall of Fame player. Oh, I think sure. in many minds, and this is her first season. Um, this is this is yeah, Sari at her most, you know, vulnerable too. Yeah, there's some great casting in this season. There's some like I said, genuinely funny moments. Yeah. Bruce and Courtney. Shane Shane Powers, Powers is a... Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Powers. <laughs> nothing quite like him. I'm pretty sure Survivor has intentionally not gone back to anyone quite like him for good reason. Oh, but, they have missed out because so. But man, he is just... But it's it's he's a loose cannon in a fun way. Uh, he's really He's gotta see TV. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I like it. It's a, it's a, It's one of my sneaky favorite seasons. But um, moving on, season 34 is our next vote out, and that's Game Changers, which a lot of people really hate Game Changers because the cast... I think Survivor picked out this theme for its season, like, these are the people who changed the way the game's played. Yeah. I think they picked that out after they got about three or four commitments. Yes. And then were unable to quite fulfill that casting all the way through. These were... It was an all-star season called Game Changers that featured uh, Haley, for example, from Worlds Apart, who there was no aspect to her gameplay that was even remarkable. Yeah,
1: I also think maybe it didn't have as much to do with necessarily, like, the people, but their availability to make big moves. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they bite into that hook, line, and sinker. Everybody talked about big moves. It was big move-itis season, and it kind of
0: blew up in everybody's face. This is also the point where Survivor got most, I think, too far into the, let's add this advantage, let's yep. add this advantage, let's do this, let's do this, throwing so much at the wall. It, that that kind of backfired. At the same time, it's an all-star season with a lot of good players. Yeah. Um, the pre-merge is interesting because it is a frantic race to get rid of threats. It's, uh, I think the winner plays one of the, it's a tough uh, winning season to execute um it's a uh it's an impressive season from the winner i think the the season is entertaining from beginning to end i think a lot of people hate it because their quote-unquote favorite players that returned to this cast exit the game pretty early
1: i think it is probably good here where we have it um I think there's some aspects that are a little underrated about this season. Because these are returning players, I think there was a willingness to try th- new things. I mean, JT gets up at Tribal Council, walks across, and starts talking to somebody else. No one had done that before. Jeff doesn't stop him. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just going to let him go. I'm going to let them go with the game, make the game theirs, and then I'll if they get outside the rules... You know, I'll stop them. But basically, there are only, like, eight rules to survivor, and one of them is you can't punch anybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. There aren't that many. You can't steal anything, you know? Like, other than that, you know, there aren't that many rules. Well, there's, this is a tribe that did stuff that, like, was willing to do try stuff until somebody told them to stop. And, you know, it, it, you, they've got to be applauded a little bit for that. Yeah.